Hey, this is Mike Bob, and I'm a guy who used to make things, and sometimes I still do. These days, I prefer making podcasts, and I have a new one called Soundtrack to My Life. On this podcast, I talk to different creative people about the music that shaped them. Sometimes the conversations are funny, and sometimes they're just kind of sweet. I love that Pina Colada song. Yeah, I do. Rihanna has had a huge impact on my songwriting. I'm diving into the ocean, finding that one fish that has the toxins, and I'm just drinking those toxins all day. Maybe they're saying, like, you should now go forth and rock. It's like a peace be with you situation. I also have a playlist called F Jams. One and two. <laughs> Just in case. We dance to a jazz version of my favorite things. Soundtrack to my life. It's available exclusive on Spotify. It's a exclusive. I'm going to try to make that word take off. It's a music plus talk show, meaning I can play songs in their entirety. So think of this as an interactive playlist with some of the coolest creative people I know. And you should know, too. Soundtrack to my life. A Spotify exclusive. We are going to call it Bat's Breath. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> cool. well, it's one of those things that people are not getting, unless you, no one's going to know what it is until they listen. So that's right. And I don't imagine a lot of people are going to listen to this unless they're fans of Voyager. So Yeah. So us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Bat's Breath, a Voyager's podcast. I am Mike Bobbitt. And I'm Bob Wick. We're a couple of guys who love the 80s television show Voyagers. This is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I found a lot of stuff from the 80s to be very slow, but not with Voyagers. It moves quite a bit. And I, maybe it's yeah. going to slow down because this is the pilot. But yeah, they they jump around time. <laughs> they do the thing they promise. Yeah, <laughs> the thing they promise, and they do it a lot. And wow, for forty-five minutes, you get a full story. You really do. Now, how did it hold up to your memory of the show? Actually, pretty good. Okay. There are some things like uh, uh, the device that they use to time travel, the Omni. Mm-hmm. I remember that being cooler than it really was. <laughs> uh, that, that was a little disappointing. And the actual what you see while they're time traveling, like. You know, uh, oh, what's that show with Jerry? The time traveling show, or where they go to different dimensions? Not quantum, uh, oh, not Quantum Leap. Uh, I almost said my secret sliders. identity. Yeah, which is his first show. Right, it's sliders, isn't it? It's sliders, yes. Yeah. So I was expecting like a sliders type shot, but here it's 
probably 12 years too soon for that. It's more of a more <laughs> yeah. still shot with some uh, special effects over it. And I hope you enjoyed it, though, because I my understanding is that is the footage we're going to see in every single episode. Yes. They did a lot of cool things with like, um, I, I would guess stock footage. We'll talk about more of that later, but. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. They got their money out of yeah. <laughs> a lot of production value. Uh, definitely used from footage that <laughs> already existed. Absolutely. But it looked I, good. It tells the story. So I'm not mad at them. Yeah. I, I remembered more details correctly than I thought. I would. I remembered the character names, first of all. And I remembered that Phineas being kind of a ladies' man would cause issues. And I was kind of surprised that that started right out of the gate. Like, as soon as he sees Faye Grant, he's just like, mission? What mission? And, (laughs) yeah. I kind of love the character. He he was like a TV Han Solo. Like, I'm all about about the ladies, and I'm I don't really care about honor so much until the kid rubs off on me and I start to learn the value of life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of questionable <laughs> how he That's managed not- to be a Voyager for so long without the help of Jeffrey. Because he Absolutely. really, well, I don't, I don't know, because he loses his book yeah. that is kind of like his guidebook. Uh, same kind of um, plot devices, greatest American hero. You lose oh, the yeah. instructions to the thing that makes you special. But like he knows nothing about history. Like, and the explanation is because he was in a history class or a how to be a Voyager class, but there was, I, I'm guessing he's trying to describe Marilyn Monroe was in his class <laughs> and she was yeah. very distractive. But he doesn't know anything. Like he didn't even know what a dog was. <laughs> I'm like, you never encountered a dog in history? Right. What is this thing? It, it's it's a dog, Phineas. Did you not know that dogs were not invented until 1981? I did not. I learned a lot. I learned yeah. a lot from this episode. <laughs> the plot is Jeffrey is an orphan right. living with a family member who totally does not like him at all. Absolutely not. And, and curses the fact that his parents died. Not because they miss the parents, but because they have to put up with the responsibility of raising their kid. Yeah. And then Phineas literally falls into Jeffrey's room, and then there's a little tussle with the dog, and they fall out of the window of the skyscraper. Windows were very fragile in the 80s. Very fragile. (laughs) That kid's room with the death trap, you know? He leaned on that. (laughs) To this day, even as a 48-year-old man, I am nervous about leaning against windows because I'm scared they're going to just fall out, which I guess isn't the worst fear in the world, but it's a, it's an easy manageable fear. Like, <laughs> Oh, here's a window. I'll step back. <laughs> yep. So they voyage, not leap through time. And they end up, they end up with little baby Moses. So, so we have to explain what a, a Voyager is, I guess. Yeah. So it's a group of people who have, time traveling technology and their mission is to help time they have a little device on them that looks almost like a pocket watch slash i don't know um compass compass yeah yeah Yeah, old time that flips up and it's it has a red light and a green light (laughs) yep and it doesn't tell you when you're doing wrong it just doesn't tell you that you're doing right until you finished your mission you have no idea what you're supposed to do you just have to guess 
because you know what history what history is supposed to happen. So you're just supposed to bump it along. So and then that inspired every video game ever made. Right. <laughs> Since, <laughs> I guess I completed the level. Yep. yep. Thumbs up. Yep. <laughs> Next level. Yeah. I missed somehow in the pilot that Phineas was a pirate a few hundred years ago chosen to become a voyager i would have liked it if his character talked like a pirate then yeah <laughs> like a full pirate instead of a suave dude um <laughs> suave dude from michigan yeah 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 michigan went to U of M. Yep, Alumni, michigan, yeah oh michigan state yep and a disc jockey so he wore a lot of hats did he i didn't know he was a dj that's awesome yeah he was, yeah, he was a, a dj slash uh what was he a lineman uh for yeah on the football team for Michigan State. Oh, cool. 1978. Nice. I did, I did some background research because he told me how he died, and I was like, I got to find out more about this dude. Yeah, there is a line in the pilot that made me kind of cringe a little bit where he tells Jeffrey, sometimes you have to bite the bullet. And I'm like, Because <laughs> John Eric Hexum, unfortunately, died from an accidental self-inflicted, self-inflicted gunshot yeah yeah um which is why we don't play with guns on on the set kid right we, you know there was just an incident a couple weeks ago with a, a rap video where that happened it, like no one got hurt but they had a semi-automatic weapon and they were actually being careful with it but when the guy was holding it he just squeezed the trigger because he was waiting for something and it went off Ooh. And thank God it was pointing at the floor. Yeah. So that's why we do gun safety because if anywhere else, it could have done some real damage. Yeah. My first quote unquote video television job was working on a rap video in Detroit. Really? And really? Uh, yeah. And um, so it kind of surprises me that this kind of thing doesn't happen more. Oh my <laughs> God. To this day, I'm like, I don't know that this is a very professional set. Somehow, (laughs) though, in recent years, I was in three music videos when I was living in Los Angeles. And I don't think music videos in general are terribly safe sets. Par for the course. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you knew that you were podcasting with the star of three. When I say star, I mean I am briefly in one video you can maybe see my shoes in another video. And the third video was never released because it was for the Robin Thicke album that bombed. Oh, no. Was it the love letter to his wife for being such a jerk? It was that album, yeah. 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 Once they fix everything with Moses and we kind of get the structure of what the show is going to be, which is such a great writing exercise and showing, not telling. It's like, okay, here's a simple problem. Yes. What a great introduction because it's not such a exposition dump, which I was expecting like, Oh, I'm a voyager. Like it's just enough where you can connect the dots. So easy. It's surprisingly very well written. Yeah, so he, he sees the basket, puts all the puts all the pieces of the puzzle together, throws the baby <laughs> by looking across the river. Yeah, going, oh yeah, I think he's supposed to be over there. Gives it just a little shove, and then uh, then the red light turns green, and we're good to go. Yep, and then we voyage to the set of the Good Place, standing in for France. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't, re- I didn't expect this much of a setup for an eighty show. Is like I just remember like A teams they were always end up in the same barn with mm-hmm. welding equipment. Uh, this looked pretty good. 
Yeah, it um, it was shot on the Universal backlot. When I was living in L.A., I went on the studio tour so much that I think I could probably conduct the studio tour. So <laughs> I will be able to pick out every moment that was shot there. And yes, France is the same section of the back lot where they did shoot The Good Place. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just making a joke. That was true. No, oh, no, no. Cool. It, it definitely is true. Yeah. Now you're going to have to go rewatch the episode a third time. I am. <laughs> I recognize that hill. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really only that little cross section that you would see right. in The Good Place. To go back to the writing a little bit, it was written and directed by Jim Perriott, who is still working in television and movies. He ended up doing the Miss Congeniality movie, created the 2009 show Defying Gravity, but um, also worked on like, Ugly Betty and Grey's Anatomy, Covert Affairs, and stuff like that. He's uh, He hasn't worked in a little while. I had to make sure he wasn't dead. He's not dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, pr- less writing and more directing and uh, producing uh, in recent years. But, yeah, uh, work on Sons of Anarchy and, okay. you know, a pretty accomplished guy. And I, I think it really shows in this episode that holds up for, you know, something that's very old. Yeah. I should be able to do the math from 1982 to 2020, but I feel like I'll be off by 10 years and it will make me feel really old. We'll fix it in post. Just say a number. 38? There we go. Okay, yeah. Oh, I should have been able to do that. I was born in 72. I should be able uh, to subtract 10 from my year. Uh, he also created uh, Misfits of Science in 1985. Oh, do you remember that, that is show? One. I love with Courtney Cox. and Yeah. Yeah, anybody, any superpower show, I was all in. It also had uh, Kevin Peter Hall, uh, who played Harry in Harry and the Henderson. Oh, okay. And played the Predator. Yeah. So. Is that the, the the guy who's whose limbs would stretch or something? Yep. Or he would, yeah, okay. Yep. That makes sense. And Max Wright, the late Max Wright from ALF was... Oh. Uh, on that show too. Welcome to the Misfits of Science podcast. <laughs> like, this is all eighties. This like one season wonders. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I said, I did remember that Phineas had a uh, problem being distracted by the ladies, yeah. Yeah. and he sees Faye Grant and is immediately distracted. And um, they're in World War One, and the Allied troops are not winning because airplanes have not been invented yet. Which again, the kid. The kid figures out when he was talking to uh, the pilot that got shut down, who was supposed to be the ace pilot. Yep, Rickenbacker. Wow, you're good with names. I suck at names. So am yeah. I? Am I right on yeah, that? You're yes, Rickenbacker. Okay. Oh, good. I uh, didn't have it pulled up on the computer, so I <laughs> totally pulled that. <laughs> wow. Look at me. Mine like a steel mm. trap sometimes. So they travel back. Apparently, they know how to use the Omni enough to go back to the time of the Wright brothers. See, this is the part I don't remember because I thought it was kind of like Quantum Leap where they had to figure out the puzzle to be able to jump. Like, I thought it had to turn, the the Omni had to turn green before they can go anywhere. Before they could, yeah. Yeah. That's what I I remember them going all willy nilly like they were. But apparently, they can go all willy nilly. So they meet the Wright brothers, and Wilbur is played by Ed Begley Jr., who apparently rivals Henry Winkler as the nicest person in Hollywood. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. Like, people always talk about Henry Winkler and Ed Begley Jr. being two of the nicest people ever. That's good. I'm currently watching Better Call Saul, and Ed Begley ah. Jr. is on that. And in the first episode that he's on, he makes a reference to the Wright brothers. And I was like, oh, you played a Wright brother. I bet you made that connection faster than he did. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was probably like, oh, yeah, one time I played a Wright brother. One time, yeah. And that one show. Yeah. And they're kind of charming. They, uh, they are. They're not getting along as brothers wouldn't do. Ooh, I just realized, too, that I miscredited Jim Perriott as directing Miss Congeniality. That was actually Donald Petrie, who played Orville Wright, directed Miss Congeniality oh. and How to Lose a Guy of, in 10 Days. Yeah, he kind of reminded me of uh, Robert, like, had a Robert Redford type charm to him. Like, this comedy was like that uh, 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 Sundance Kid and. Uh, God. Butch Cassidy. Butch Cassidy, thank you. Yeah. Names. Yeah, this is going to be... Yeah, Mike, you're going to have to get used to this. <laughs> I absolutely suck at names. Everybody knows it. I know you don't know me that well, but this is going to be a this is gonna be a thing. Uh, I'm so, okay with names. I'm bad with faces. Oh, well, yeah. together. We're perfect. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because, yeah, you're right. He does have that kind of charisma and charm, but right. he stopped acting like really 10 years ago and has been directing ever since. And that's a lot of handsome put to waste. Yeah. He also directed Grumpy Old Men. Oh, I love Grumpy Old Men. Me too. That is my one of my favorite. The outtakes at the end get me every time. Burgess Meredith, oh, I remember my name. Great. Uh, <laughs> is, is my Watching him in those outtakes is my all-time favorite thing to do. Yeah, I remember reading once that someone said, you can tell if a movie's bad if it has outtakes over the credits. And yeah. that is not true at all. I no. Grumpy Old Men definitely proves that wrong because it's a great movie. Right. So the Wright brothers need a little nudge in inventing the airplane. They and get dealing it. with women. Yes. Yeah, and yes. dealing with women. Phineas and Jeffrey end up helping them uh, invent the airplane. And, and we learn uh, a little bit about Phineas. Like, he doesn't understand a lot about history, but he gets people and their motivations, which I thought was an interesting character choice. Oh, yeah. I didn't really pick up on that. Maybe that's why he was chosen to be a Voyager. Because he, he really broke down what can fix a situation and what kind of interference he can do on an emotional level yeah. rather than a mechanical one. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Usually with television shows, they'll create a show Bible that will kind of lay out stuff like that. I wonder how hard it would be to find the show Bible for Voyagers, because I bet that's probably written into the description for Phineas. Oh. He's not good with mechanical things, yet somehow he's really good with mechanical things. I did love the running bit. Just because I I love a good callback. I do. Mm. So them calling back the clutch thing, I thought was funny. Yeah. I just imp- appreciate that they even attempted a callback, I should say. Yeah. During one of the flying sequences, it isn't all stock footage because one of the shots of them flying the plane for the first time, you can clearly see a jet stream <laughs> across the yeah. sky where it's like you couldn't shoot in any other part of the sky at all you shot this in california <laughs> there is a lot of clear sky because i'm a nerd for making of stuff one of the places they shot this episode uh was point doom which is um from the end of planet of the apes where they have the uh, statue of liberty head oh cool 
Yeah, I can't remember because I watched this a month ago. What uh, shot is there? But you know, if you go back, and no, probably watch- at the well, probably there's a part where Phineas says the the worst thing you could say to a kid who's an orphan. Uh, <laughs> uh, when when the kid explains like his parents are dead, they're like, oh, I guess if I was your parents, I want to be dead too, or like something along Ooh. those lines. Ooh. And the kid just rightfully so freaks out, and then Phineas automatically regrets it and tackles him to show him how much he cares <laughs> to apologize. Well, you know what? You have to start from some place to show them eventually become a good partnership. So it, it's definitely going to be rocky these first few episodes, I'm sure. Right. Well, we have 20, uh, 20 episodes to figure out if they're going to make it or not. <laughs> yep. Now that we've invented air travel and airplanes, yes. we go back to Faye Grant, who, by the way, I had a huge crush on when she was in the television miniseries V. Oh, V is so good. I forgot she was in V. Yeah, she was in love with uh, Robert England. Or yes. was she in love with Mark Singer? Oh, I can't remember. I thought she had a crush on... Yeah, Robert England is in it and plays Willie. Yeah. He's one of the good visitors. Yes. Which I always wondered, if he was really a good guy, why didn't he just tell them from the get-go, hey, by the way, we're lizard people. We're li- like... For some reason, I always remember Robert England's introduction on the miniseries V, where he goes up and he's like, I'm just... And they're like, you're just what? And he's like, I'm just, and ju- just what? And he's like, oh, I'm lost. I don't know why uh, that has stuck with me for all these years. Every time I see Freddy yeah. Krueger, I'm like, ah, he's just. <laughs> Not him, but the other guy who wasn't, who was around him a lot, the bad guy who was also always dressed in red. I remember th- there was a scene, well, the birth of the, the alien baby, and then there's just a random shot of him going, like do to do to do and he picks up a mouse from inside of a, a truck pulls out the mouse and eats it uh-huh. and when i was a kid that freaked me out i could like i had nightmares that night oh yeah there's a scene where diane or diana her jaw goes out to put in a guinea pig or something and yeah uh, that that freaked me out too i rewatched v within maybe the last 10 years and did not realize how on the nose it was about being an, an analogy for the Holocaust. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, wow. I did not get that as a kid at all. Oh, you didn't pick that up as a kid? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on you, sir. <laughs> Remember, a half hour ago, I wasn't sure if we were in World War II or World War I in this episode. So, uh I'm going to be a good dad. At least you have a good DVD collection. (laughs) Right. My son's going to ask me about the Korean War, and I'll be like, can't tell you much about that, but the Clone Wars. See, this is what (laughs) Chancellor Palpatine got emergency powers because of Senator Jar Jar Binks, and that's how the Clone Wars began. Couldn't tell you about how World War I be. Or we can watch MASH. Or we can watch (laughs) MASH. Yep. Um... So yeah, I I really like this. <laughs> I loved it. I was, I, you know what? I was kind of nervous going into it because you know I, I do listen to like transmissions from the dark side, and mm-hmm. they do, they kind of they they watch another show that's one of my favorites. Uh, what's it called? Uh, They're watching monsters right now. Monsters, yeah. yeah. They it's like all those uh, Saturday night like channel twenty horror shows. Yeah, and they don't hold up. So I was worried like. 
one of my no. favorite time travel shows is gonna totally bomb and we got lucky we picked well sir. when jen hansen was uh being a brand new mom i was yeah. one of the fill-in uh co-hosts on transmissions yeah. and i remember sitting there with nas going uh I hope I'm not the only one who's not enjoying this. <laughs> well, you know what? That's not true. I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it like I was supposed to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it definitely did not hold up. But I think Voyagers did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, though, really we excited. are in the pilot, and they spent a lot of money on the pilot, so it could be downhill from there. But so far, I am looking forward to the remaining 19 episodes. Me too. Now, let me ask you something. Are you... Have you watched ahead at all? I have not. Have you? No, no. I want to. Okay. I want to. I want to watch these right before we record. That's that's okay. my goal. I mean, you've now seen how my memory is. Where yeah. um, <laughs> if I watch more than one episode, <laughs> right now, I the most recent thing I watched was Crazy Rich Asians. So I'm having a hard time remembering that Ken Jeong isn't in the pilot for <laughs> Voyagers. <laughs> Because I just like to oh, man, put two things so together. Awesome, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he should be. <laughs> yep. He's probably the same age as I am. So yeah, yeah. a 10 year old Ken Jong. I like this. I'm glad that we're doing this podcast. Me too. Me too. This is exciting. Let's uh, invite one of our improving friends onto the show and let's improvise a scene loosely based on this episode. On oh, I love that the episode. Cool. So I'm going to play a little sound effect, and when we come back, we'll be joined by one of our friends. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. We have with us a mutual friend of the two of us, a great improviser and comedian who I have been friends of and a fan of for many, many, many years. We are here with Leslie Braden Bennett. You have too many changing last names. I know. And I, I removed the, my middle name and gave made my middle name my maiden name. So it would be even longer. Yeah. Now, we're all in the same ballpark age-wise. Do you remember this show at all? I know I told you you don't need to know anything about it. I didn't. But then I looked it up and I went, oh, yeah. And I, I had that moment. I went, yep. I know I avoided the show because I probably thought it was like more boy stuff or something. I don't know. I mean, there were other boy shows I totally dug, like Greatest American Hero or A-Team, but that one just didn't grab me. So Not even with the hunk John Eric Hexum? <laughs> uh, not, even, not even with that. Listen, oh. if, if his name wasn't Luke Duke, I didn't have much interest. <laughs> or he wasn't a hearty boy. So Okay, well, we can't all be Parker Stevens or uh, John Schneider. No. Uh, so this pilot episode of the show, they start off in the time of Moses, and then they go to World War... Oh, World War One. World War One. Yep. Oh, yeah. Planes. Invention of planes. planes uh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. They had a lot... Planes were not the deciding factor of World War II. No. Uh, public school education over here. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, and then they jump backwards a little bit to hang out with the Wright brothers for a little bit. So we have three moments in history. Since you're our guest, mm-hmm. what would you like to do a scene about? Well, I got to tell you, uh, I, I thought about this a lot. And by a lot, I meant for a, a very short amount of time. Um, okay. What? Well, you know the mantra of improv, don't think. No, don't think. Um, I'm from Ohio, so I feel like we got to go with the Wright brothers. Okay. 
Because I have uh, enough information that could fill like half a teaspoon on the Wright brothers. So I think I'm going to be great here. So, okay. Let's, let's, you guys are the improv professionals. I'm the one getting a free tutoring from the two of you. So (laughs) let's, (laughs) let's begin. I'm really impressed by what you did. Orville, what is that? Okay. I, I'm, I'm super excited. I brought you guys both here for a reason. I want you to understand, like, I'm sharing something that's very personal to me. So don't overreact. Let me pull this curtain off. Wow. Here it is. A Uh, flyer. A what? A flyer. Um, oh, I mean, I've... It flies. Mm-hmm. You know, for people. Right. Yeah. You know, remember, like, a, I don't know, a day ago when you said, tomorrow I want to spend some time with you and I have something really important and special to talk to you about. And yes. uh, you said there was a bit of a presentation. Mm-hmm. Really, really different than uh, what was in my mind. Um, so, um it clearly doesn't uh, fit on a finger. So, um, yeah, yeah. What, what, what is this about? And also, why are there three of us here? I guess that... Things that are important to me, I want to share with the people I care about. So mm-hmm. the flyer is really important to me. So I want right. to share it with the both of you, my brother yeah. and my lady. Listen, I love you like a brother because you are my brother. Yeah. So by law, I am required to. By Ohio law, I am required to love you like a brother. But... Who is this for? This thing is tiny. It's for like not even a baby can fit in this. This is what ten inches wide and ten inches well, long. Okay, it's not perfect, but nothing's perfect. You know, when you build something, you gotta start out small and grow and grow. Like the love I have for you, which is I know whoa, 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 whoa. part your feelings your, and part part. Wait, 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 wait. Man and your love right? for me started small and had to yeah. grow. Yeah. I've loved you unconditionally with all my heart since I was born. And now I brought Danielle in, and now the three of us can just have this big love together. Well, again, a day ago, when you said we were going to do something exciting, not at all what I thought. Also, uh, just as a point of reference, uh, when you've already let someone down because they thought maybe they were going to have a proposal, the next words that you talk about having to do with your love should maybe not be for your brother. That's some crazy flowers in the attic is going on. Like, I don't know, maybe rethink the proposal or, or the presentation rather, since there's no proposal. This is better than a proposal. It's a proposal. Oh, yeah. It's a you, me, my brother. Yeah. And the flyer just together doing things no. in the world. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's happening. Uh, I've been waiting around for a long time and I swear to God, if you guys keep playing with these planes, you're going to end up... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Back up. Playing with these what? P- uh, planes. I like that. Orville? Planes? It's like it's ironic in- because it's anything but plane. Yeah. Kind of like the love I have for you and yeah, I, her. I have mad fancy love for you, bro. about this relationship. It can only expand like the wings of a plane. And Danielle, I currently do not have any love for you at all, but... Should you become my sister-in-law, I would also have mad love for you. The feeling is so mutual. I don't have love for you either. 
Uh, I literally just picked that word out of nowhere. I don't even know where it came from. So I don't want anything to do with your flying machine thing here. This uh, I, I believe I you mean plane. Okay. Again, I don't know what I don't know what it does exactly, other than you've been talking about trying to get something in the air forever. So whoa, 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 whoa. back up again. In the what? I'm not. No, listen. That was just. Oh like, come on! Just say it one time. I could have. I could have just pulled anything out. I could have just said the triangle. I just happened to say planes. It's a plane that flies where? Oh my god! A- apparently in the air. Apparently. Uh-huh. So it, it. What kind of plane is it? Oh, for Pete's sake! An airplane. Love it! Wow! I love See? it. And that's why we need you. That's why we need you around. You make us no. better. No. You make I don't everything think, I don't, better. No, you make the love for my brother and I better. You are the engine that connects our wings. And without what you, an we're engine? not going anywhere. It's, What's an engine? What makes a propeller spin? Oh, my God. I was thinking pedal power, but I like this engine idea. If we could do something. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't built one yet. But, <laughs> but I'm thinking the next round. Okay. This, this one right here is more of a glider than a plane. But when I build the plane, it's going to have an engine. Okay. And for me to do that, I need love. Not just the love of a brother. No. The love of a lovely lady. I'm not getting in that thing. Uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, this is going to be kind of the, the end of us because I feel let down again. It's I, I, the last time that you had me come over and wanted to present something to me. It was also a, a bit of a letdown. Um uh, some uh, I it's just a don't want to built for two. Okay, again, Wait, I was built for three. A, a bit of a bit of a letdown. Um, so uh, maybe you and the huge love that you have for your brother, maybe you two can do something with your flying machine and uh, airplane. Uh, okay, again, yes, airplane. Fine. I'll tell you one thing. I think that you two are going to end up unmarried and angry at the world because this matters more to you. Then, then our relationship and your relationship matters more. So good luck with that. Well, not to mansplain things to you, Ugh. but I don't think we're both going to end up single because here, let me get down on my knee. Danielle, would you marry me? Oh my God. I don't even like you, but I'm going to say yes. Cause I don't have a whole lot of options in this year. I mean, there's just not a lot more else. I know exactly. I mean, so yes, absolutely. I'm still okay. getting into the airplane. I would never put my wife's life at risk like that. Are you kidding? Oh gosh, Look how see, tiny this is. I know. It's like honestly, it's, I feel. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. It's a shower. Uh, I can make it bigger if I wanted to. I think I just, you should work on that, Orville. Danielle and I are going to go celebrate. So you keep working on yeah. our airplane. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think now that we're engaged, we should go out on our first date. Oh my God. I cannot wait to go on our first date. I feel like I've known you forever. Okay. Well, I put a lot of money and time into this, uh, formerly known as a flyer. Uh, so let's go Dutch. Oh, <laughs> I don't really have any rights. So that's fine. And scene? <laughs> scene? Yeah. I thought, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh- <laughs> Thank wow. you so much, Leslie. You are yes, wonderful. Thank you. thank you, guys. Bye. Thank Good you so much. You. Bye. Thank you. Love you to pieces. Mwah, back at you. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. 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 <laughs> Yay, that was fun. That was a lot of fun.
So uh, this was the first episode of Bat's Breath, a Voyager's podcast. Uh, I just realized we didn't explain what Bat's Breath means. <laughs> it is uh, Phineas's stand-in for uh, swearing. Right? Which I, I love when they do that in-universe. I love that, too. I do. Yeah. I want to know if there's actually any real pirate history to Bat's Breath being kind of a, an expression. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. This, like, again, the show is well-written, so I wouldn't be surprised if there is. Way to go, Jim Perriott. You wrote a good show, and we want to know more 38 years later. <laughs> so we're, we're going to come out with new episodes every week. You are invited to watch with us and um, let us know what you thought of the show if you are watching Voyagers. We'll have a Facebook group, so just look up Bat's Breath on Facebook. We can do this all together. We'll be a whole social community. It takes a village to bring back an 80s show. Yeah. What if this podcast makes them come out with a new Voyagers? I would be so happy. You know what? They're remaking the wrong things. Things that we already remember. Like, let's do something obscure. And who would be in the remake of Voyagers? Oh, man. That's a good question. Uh, who would be a good Phineas? Yeah, my go-to is like Chris Pratt. Oh, that would be even better than what I was going to say. Who are you going to say? I was going to say Brad Pitt, but Chris Pratt would be great. Chris Pratt would be awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, Brad Pitt did comedy and true romance, but Chris Pratt can do it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm th- thinking. We need we need someone with a little more versatility. Little yeah, and he's super handsome now. Oh, yeah. He's got yeah. the looks. And Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. I, Jeffrey. I absolutely love that. I, I was, that's exactly who I was going to say, too. Awesome. I just, uh, I just heard his interview with Kevin Smith. That, guy, that kid can do anything. Cool. Uh, I love it. Yeah. All right. So uh, if it happens, Hollywood, you owe us all the money. Right? Yeah. You did all the work. Yep. <laughs> we really did. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week, Bob. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. See you, buddy. Okay. Thank you for listening to Bat's Breath, everybody.